Welcome to Culture Dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten, and I'm here with Parks Miller. Hi, hi. And uh, today we're talking about, this is like a classic dump. This is like a dump that we would have thought about when we first started the show. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a '90s dump, so it's got it's got that going for it. We love our '90s dumps, but also it's it's a little bit of a culinary dump, which we haven't done in a while. I mean, I'm not mm. gonna I'm not gonna say like for sure it's a food thing, but it's up there. Uh, it's it's it, food related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's food adjacent, and it's McDonald's. So our second uh, McDonald's uh, episode, the first being mix or second, yeah, first being. Uh, Mix salad shakers, but we're talking about the infamous McDonald's coffee well, Mac lawsuit. Tonight. Mac tonight, too. Oh, Mac tonight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah McDonald's, yeah. man. Just an American yeah. institution full of dumps. That's right. Yeah. So the third McDonald's episode. God damn. Um, at least this one doesn't have like, like pedophiles. <laughs> you know, I feel, I feel no like no pedos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, but maybe maybe the next one. But uh, yeah, so it's it's the McDonald's coffee lawsuit. It's also known as the hot coffee lawsuit, the too hot coffee lawsuit, uh, Lieback versus McDonald's. It's a uh, it's a whole thing. So what? Well, well, first of all, what was it? This is that moment where there was a 79 year old woman who spilt coffee on herself from McDonald's into her lap, and then like this is the way it was presented to the media: sued McDonald's because the coffee was too hot. But mm -hmm. it's way deeper than that. Like there, it's way more serious than that. And it was used as this, as this like flagship fucking like you know moment to do uh, to for tort reform, which we're gonna get onto. There's a lot of legal stuff going in here. But anyways, what is uh, why is it a dump? It's a dump because this lawsuit snowballed into reformation of the legal system in America. While it was the most publicized example of a quote-unquote frivolous lawsuit, it was also the least understood and the most misrepresented example. The entire country pounced on a poor old woman who was seriously injured only because of how the situation was portrayed by the media. This whole story gives the term fake news something to fall back on. This is also a clear example of a tragedy being transformed into a pop culture joke for all of the wrong reasons. Uh, the majority of our material for this, by the way, came from a New York Times kind of retrospective article and also the documentary called Hot Coffee, which is about this whole mm -hmm. this whole thing. Uh, and it's really, really good. It's, it's a sad story, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's sad because of how little people understood. I feel like the, the media thought that by representing this story as a, a woman filing like a bullshit lawsuit against McDonald's was a better story. But really the truth of it is the good is like the bulk of the story and could have been just as sensational uh, when you get down to it. So let's, let's yeah. get right into it. This, yeah. I, I, I want to say like, this is a interesting dump because it's like, I mean, oftentimes we talk about maybe movies or celebrities or something that, people are sort of tr trying to 
become part of pop culture yeah. and then you know whatever it is they have their moment and then it dumps away but this is actually like a little different because the subject of it like this woman wanted no she didn't want to be famous no not and, at all and she didn't want and, to be rich either she wasn't trying she, to yeah like, and pull a fast um, one. she and she definitely became yeah it became this cultural thing and actually um especially i think if you don't read about it like i think if you if people of a certain age even remember it like like oh yeah the hot coffee thing i think people have this still have this very very vague understanding of what happened and that this woman just basically they think that yeah she just sued mcdonald's for for a frivolous lawsuit yeah so it really shows that mcdonald's was able to spin the news like spin the media and spin the story right in their favor um right well which is weird because you're like having sympathy for like the poor multi-billion dollar, multi-billion dollar corporation, corporation. <laughs> right yeah. well also you know that there was like around this time in the early 90s there was there was a slew of lawsuits like this and it and it was becoming becoming kind of a a, a trend so to speak but the thing is too when when your story is completely misinterpreted by the media there's never going to be a news cycle that like fact checks itself. Like they're never going to come back two years after the story has been done and been like, Hey, actually we got all this wrong and here's what really happened. It's just is however they said it was like they, mm -hmm. very rare, which is why the New York times article that, that we pulled was, was so useful because they actually did that in 2013. They released this article being like, okay, we got this wrong. Everyone got this wrong. It would be, uh, you know, we, we got to do our due diligence here and, correct ourselves yeah that's actually what was interesting because basically mcdonald's went on a campaign to make themselves look good and make this woman look bad and a lot of media just kind of like ate it up and went with that story instead right. of actually figuring out what the hell was going on Exactly. So on February 27th, 1992, a 79-year-young Stella Liebeck was brought to her local Albuquerque, New Mexico McDonald's by her grandson, Christopher. The goal was to order the amazing, wet dream-inducing and coveted McDonald's breakfast before they continued on with their day. Obviously a big fan of McDonald's breakfast here. Uh, Stella was riding in the passenger seat of her grandson's car. After they ordered and received their food, they pulled into a nearby parking spot where they began to, in Christopher's words, organize their food before driving. Stella attempted to remove the lid of her coffee cup in order to add some cream and sugar. It was at that moment when a relatively small amount of coffee jumped from the cup into her lap. She let out a scream and suffered beyond third degree burns to her crotch area. That's fucking mm -hmm. crazy. And already in that short paragraph, there's more facts than what was given to the mm -hmm. mass media. Yeah. Like so many things were misinterpreted and we'll get into like the comparison of how the story was told versus what happened. So at first her grandson was confused. There was no conceivable way that the coffee was so hot. It would allow for such a reaction. However, after closer inspection, it was discovered that Stella's skin was literally burnt off of her body. Christopher rushed her to a hospital where she was diagnosed with not only second and third degree burns, but also the less common and far worse full thickness burns, an injury that requires skin graft surgery. Okay. Yeah. First of all, the like mm -hmm. the severity of the burns is something that was completely like underrepresented, but yes. 
uh, also the area. Like, fuck, mm -hmm. dude. Like, you burned off your, your pee-pee. Yeah, there are pictures, and it is disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the burnt. documentary shows some some real nasty upskirts of uh, of Stella. Yeah, <laughs> but and you're like, damn, Not as sexy woman. as it sounds. Like, <laughs> no, because she's fucking burnt, like, all... It's like... It's they're like bad burns. It's the oh, it's the worst burn you can get. They like there isn't a burn worse than a full thickness. It means that you've literally burnt the skin down to where there's no more skin, to where it's like yeah. you're hitting muscle mm -hmm. now, and and in some cases even bone. Um, yeah. And when people are presented with these photos, you're like, oh shit! Like there's yeah. no way that anything you're supposed to drink should be hot enough to literally burn your vagina off of your body. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's the craziest fucking thing. So even the most skeptic person that's like, well, it couldn't have been that bad. No, it's it's insanely bad. There's some of the worst injuries I've ever seen, like, yeah. like anywhere, uh, especially mm -hmm. considering how she it's got them. Bad. Now, there are a few other factors to consider besides that fact. The first, or besides the fact that she was not driving, that's the biggest thing. Everyone thought that she was driving with her coffee in between her lap. No, her grandson yeah. was driving a 1989 Ford Probe, a car that did not include cup holders. What fucking kind of psychopath makes a car that doesn't have cup holders? Is that the most American thing I've ever said? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like a it was like a late eighties thing. I don't know. Like, when did the cup holder get no drinks? Invented? You can't have a drink in your car. It's because of the lack of cup holders that her grandson pulled into a parking space in order to again, in his words, get organized. In the documentary, the grandson keeps saying, "You know, we we, we had to get organized," and that just reminded me of like my friends like pulling like after Jack in the Box like okay like here's your ranch here's your tacos everyone get ready because then we're gonna hit the road you have to get organized before you continue your trip which is funny because it's like just eat while you're parked like don't continue <laughs> the fucking yeah, trip but right. that's the whole thing they weren't in a moving car and she wasn't even in the driver's seat that's the whole deal so a quick recap just again to really drive it home while not driving not being in the driver's seat and not being irresponsible Stella Liebich got less than half of a cup of coffee spilt onto her lap which caused beyond third degree burns from a product meant for human consumption 6% of her body was covered in third degree burns and another thing to consider not that it should matter but Stella even in her old age was a fiercely independent woman fully capable of driving herself and even working so she wasn't a frail lady she wasn't shaking she she didn't mm -hmm. have parkinson's or anything that would you know any outlying circumstances that would make her spill this coffee and have it not be mcdonald's fault that they're literally serving scorching hot liquid in a cup that yeah. you're supposed to put into your body imagine if you took a sip of that like right. even just a small one your tongue it's toast so once the severity of her injury was realized, her family decided it would not be unreasonable to ask McDonald's to pay for her medical treatment and to reconsider their coffee-making procedure. That's it. Like, the mm -hmm. again, one of the biggest, like, things that the media got wrong was that she was just going straight out for millions of dollars. Not the case. Right. To the average person... Asking a major corporation such as McDonald's to cover a medical bill for an injury that was so clearly their fault does not seem unreasonable. The problem was McDonald's did not want to smudge on their record per se, so they refused, offering Liebig only $800. Now, in case 
you're you know not as good as math like you know just or as bad as math that we as we are eight hundred dollars is about five and a half percent of the total cost of her medical bills it was estimated that her treatment would cost about fifteen thousand dollars so that mixed with lost wages or at least the lack of mobility that would make it so she would need aid for several weeks you know even months to, to recover adds up to about twenty thousand dollars mcdonald's was going to offer eight hundred so barely yeah, chipping away at, at, at it. Insulting. Hey, ab- absolutely. And during her hospitalization, she lost 20 pounds, which brought her down to a dangerous weight of 83 pounds, which then that had to be treated with, you know, like liquid food and, and like all this shit. It's an mm-hmm. immensely unhealthy weight for any grown human to reach. It's like literally Karen Carpenter. Like that's like the weight Karen Carpenter was when she died. And then I was thinking, are the Carpenters yeah. a dump? But then I was like, I, I think they're too big and it's too sad. I, I think that people who there's a lot, there's a lot of people that love the Carpenters. I'm one of them. And I think that, yeah, I think they're too big. But also, I mean, yeah, I didn't know about Karen Carpenter's health problems until like much later, you know. Dude, and it's so, on VH1's 100 Most Shocking Moments. Yeah. It's like in the 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, it is very sad. Also, though, a fun thing with the Carpenters is that, you know, they were brother and sister and uh, they would like they were so wholesome that ev- like when you're when you're presenting this wholesome image to the public, everyone wants to tear you down. You know, everyone wants to make mm-hmm. everything weird. So they would be instructed like to stand a certain distance apart from each other during photo shoots. And like they couldn't be seen like hugging or like doing any kind of like hand on the shoulder for a photo because they didn't want any fucking weird incest jokes or anything to even mm. be possible and it's it's really fucking bizarre and also everyone was calling karen carpenter chubby which like she just was not at all and that literally drove her to her death That's anyways back to uh, the was it the white stripes was like are they brother and sister are they brother are they and sister are, are they banging yeah and that was like what made them cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was like they, <laughs> they might be banging brother and sister they might be married <laughs> they might just be buds i don't know uh yeah so back to the matter at hand reed morgan the lawyer that represented liebig during uh the lawsuit he was like steadfast in this he saw right away that there was a major problem so while in deposition mcdonald's sent chris appleton their quality assurance group manager to defend the burger barons it was discovered that there had been over 700 filed complaints about how hot the coffee was at mcdonald's now that's just like like what you hear with like a lot of crimes where it's like well that's just what's reported you know most people Mm -hmm. if they get coffee and it's way too hot chances are they're not going to go through the trouble of writing a letter like my dad, by the way, is like fiercely like he is a gnarly letter writer. Like it, yeah. <laughs> like he's written like dozens of letters to like corporate heads, you know, being like, you know, this Olive Garden, you expect something. And then you, yeah. like and like that he gets coupons and shit. That is a that is a very like dad thing to be like, I, I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write know? a letter. I'm going to use a stamp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this needs to be personally <laughs> delivered to someone. I, I demand yeah. satisfaction. But the fact that 700 people did take the time to file an official complaint is crazy. And when re- when presented with that fact, Appleton seemed to be unfazed, saying, well, I'm just glad it isn't more, citing the amount of coffee sold compared to the amount of the complaints, which I could see, yes, millions of cups of coffee mm-hmm. sold probably a right. day, only 700, but... Still, seven fucking hundred. That's, that's total bullshit. That's, yeah, and that's where there's there's wiggle room sort of for 
There's wiggle room on either side, and that's how McDonald's was able to, like, exploit that wiggle room. Because, yes, like, 700 is a relatively small number compared to how many cups of coffee are getting purchased by McDonald's and no complaint, you know, right. being had by it. Um, but also, it just kind of depends on, like, I don't know, like, if you're just waiting for your coffee to... Cool like, I, feel like, yeah. I feel like with, with McDonald's half the time you end up not even drinking the coffee you like because it like never on, cools down you're, you're on your way to work and then you like put it down and then you get to work it and then like by the time you actually pick it back up it's been like an hour yeah no you know yeah and I mean it, it's it's just fucking crazy like I, I just I, I feel like a lot of people that did get burnt they're like well coffee's hot like fuck like I got burnt not really realizing right. how much of a problem it actually was you know or just like accepting this punishment you know handed down from the golden arches so luckily for Liebeck, the jury saw Appleton as an unapologetic smug corporate asshole and they showed McDonald's no mercy at the trial now, the coffee itself was kept in metal pots and was chilling at an average temperature of about 180 to 190 degrees Fahrenheit, as per the McDonald's operator's manual. Yeah. And um, so but that's I was... the thing, though. It's the metal pots. It would get way fucking hotter than that. Like, yeah. th like, it was, like the machine would be set to keep the warmers to keep it that way. But it, like sitting in a metal pot all day, it would get way fucking hotter. And it was totally unregulated, basically. Right. I also I, I had read somewhere that basically um, they also kept it that particular heat because I think that there's a certain temperature that the coffee is supposed to be kept at just as a um, I think it's like a sort of like a health standard. Thing. Well, sure. Um, and they McDonald's realized that if they like go to 180 or 190 degrees that they could have the coffee longer like they wouldn't have to throw out any unused right. coffee so basically it's a it's also like a cutting corners thing so like sure. oh we this way we can keep we can save more money by keeping our you're coffee telling longer. me that the so. that the fast food place that literally sells billions of hamburgers a day uh you know like and the shittiest ones at that of of fast food <laughs> are trying to cut corners to save a buck that's insane. That's what you got to do. I don't be I don't believe it. McDonald's was nothing. ordered to pay. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end, McDonald's was ordered to pay $160,000 in compensatory damages and a whopping $2.7 in punitive damages. And these numbers were based on, A, the amount of, like, the total coffee sales for, I think, the entire company. Like for for like a day, it's like okay, a day's worth of coffee sales, and then the total sales from the location that she got the coffee from, and this is where it gets kind of confusing. So you have the compensatory damages. That's like for your medical bills, for your legal fees. That's like what you're actually awarded. Now punitive damages are rarely awarded or even requested during civil suits. Civil suits are legal cases involving non-criminal actions, such as a person suing a company. Punitive damages are awarded when the jury decides that it's not enough to just pay the victim the money they asked for. 
Punitive damages are often viewed as a way to punish giant corporations by fining them for their negligence in an attempt to get them to change their entire way of operating. This is the punishment because you can't arrest McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So even though they knew it's like, okay, it's your fault. It's your company policy to keep coffee so fucking hot that it could burn literally the legs off of an old woman. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, you know, we can't, there's no one to blame for that per se. So we're going to fine you $2.7 million. Or yeah, yeah, yeah two point seven, two point six. So yeah, yeah. 2. So 7. it's so it's yeah. So you would be like, okay, I don't want to. F- let's not do that again. Yeah, let's, yeah. Maybe we should reconsider this and just yeah. write this check and it's over. Mm-hmm. Now McDonald's is an American institution. The very thought of the ultimate fast food restaurant having to pay punitive damages did not sit well with the head of the global corporation. It's also very much worth mentioning that the jury did not find McDonald's completely guilty. 20% of the blame was placed on Liebeck, while the remaining 80% was placed on McDonald's. But when the news of the lawsuit hit the wire, the entire country went crazy. Originally, uh, by the way, she was supposed to receive 200000 Then they knocked 20% off because, oh, well, you know, you were the one that... Tried to put cream and sugar in your coffee at a standstill in your right. fucking car. We mm-hmm. have a drive through, so we obviously intend for you to have this shit in your car. It's such bullshit, this poor woman. Right. right. But now yeah. she's going to become an instant laughingstock. Unfortunately, in the early 1990s, there was a perceived uptick in what was known as frivolous lawsuits or pointless lawsuits, unnecessary lawsuits, whatever you might want to call it. And that sparked a nationwide justice reform known as tort reform. Tort reform refers to a limitation on the citizens' rights to file lawsuits against not just businesses or corporations, but also any person they feel wronged them in a way that can be corrected by a financial settlement. Big surprise, the biggest supporters of tort reform were lobbyists with deep connections to some of the biggest corporations in the world. This became mm-hmm. like, so the, this relatively small amount of highly publicized bullshit lawsuits were taken as a, as a way for big corporations to be like, hey, like we might not be under scrutiny or be involved in these lawsuits now, but we can use these examples as a way to protect us in the future when we inevitably get sued by someone. And even if it's something as real as a woman getting her fucking vagina burnt off, um, we can still fight against that now because we can make it appear to be frivolous and this tort reform lit- like you know, legislation right. will stop that. Uh, also, I, I had to look up the word tort for this episode. Yeah. Uh, which is a... In like common law, it's a civil wrong that causes the claimant to suffer loss or harm, and then resulting in a legal like a, law, a liability lawsuit. So, yeah. tort gives me some like old school British fucking vibes. Like that seems like some really <laughs> old ass word to me. Like, you know, like I, what is that? Just seems like a very old word. Yeah, like maybe like to... back in the day, and and like. The UK, someone filed a lawsuit against like Worcestershire sauce for being yeah. too Worcestershire. I mean, I'm the- looking at I'm looking at the like. So apparently, the person who commits the act is a tort feaser. <laughs> like that's like that's got to be from like a very long time ago. Or we could call him a torta. Uh, you know, that'd be the other thing. So essentially the McDonald's case was used as an empty handed example of how the everyday person could file a bullshit lawsuit against successful businesses or their conglomerates. 
While there were several examples of people taking advantage of the legal system, the Liebeck case was used as a shining example, which again is total bullshit. On paper, without any backup information provided, it was very easy for media outlets to represent this whole situation as a woman suing McDonald's simply because their coffee was too hot. Right, because yeah, because in the media, if you can get things down, you know, there there was clickbait before there was clickbait. If you can get right. that headline and it's like woman sues mcdonald's because coffee's too hot like huh it, yeah it, it's like what a fucking idiot and then like so you immediately think like what an idiot what and a stupid you, old 79 year old bitch right but you don't say 79 <laughs> year old you just say no woman. you don't you don't they didn't you, even mention that assu- yeah and then it's like you assume it's like a karen type whatever who's like has a bone to pick and then when she sues it's like people will just sue for anything and then that also yeah that kind of was like becoming like this frivolous lawsuit thing was kind of becoming part of pop culture in a way um yeah i mean we we encountered some of that with uh joe francis i mean he's just like he was suing all sorts of people and like for tons of money you know yeah yeah no i mean for sure and you know this reminds me of um the, another documentary uh super size me where mm-hmm. morgan spurlock you know for 30 days ate nothing but mcdonald's in order to prove uh, that it's bad for you fucking duh but that yeah. but the whole the whole idea came from a girl who filed a lawsuit against mcdonald's claiming that her like level of obesity was brought on by the lack of information given by McDonald's about how unhealthy their food was. And that is kind of a frivolous lawsuit where it's like, well, I'm fucking overweight because you guys didn't tell me that cheeseburgers and French fries are so bad. Mm-hmm. Like that's an example yeah. of kind of a frivolous lawsuit against right. McDonald's. And I'm sure a company like McDonald's is receiving lawsuits all the time. Some sure. for to varying degrees of legitimacy. Cause yes, there is, you know when people people do do stuff like that if they if they're like oh they have a lot of money maybe i can sue them somehow and like yeah but do it the old-fashioned way like slip and fall (laughs) like you know what i mean like just do the old slip and fall you don't need to fucking like make some shit up but uh this was made fun of like there's an episode of seinfeld where kramer is gonna sneak a cup of coffee into the movies in his pants and when Mm -hmm. he sits down it it spills and then his lawyer's like but we can sue the coffee was too hot i'm i'm gonna just assume that the simpsons did it because they just have covered everything and it just seems like the perfect thing that they would do but again like like late night tv though like oh Oh, Leno, you hear about this? You hear about this? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. something that someone would ask you if you heard about this. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. And then they give you other that, examples. But part of that is because then there's like McDonald's and these these groups are like, they, they were like creating, like all these corporations are creating these groups now that are like named stuff like citizens for tort reform or like citizens yes. against frivolous lawsuits. You say citizens and then it's it makes it seem like it's this grassroots campaign. And then there's like these advertisements. Like if, you know, if we have all these, you know, ridiculous safety things in place, like I'm never gonna get any work done. And kind of making right. it seem like these blue collar, <laughs> like these workers are the ones who are suffering from it. Yeah. When, and, in, and- when in fact it's like, <laughs> I mean, and that's what was happening. So then it seemed like a, so, all these corporations with like they made it seem like it was this grassroots thing and so the media just like took they took on they took it like they uh they got the hook line and sinker fuck it you know but yeah i can't speak today 
yeah, little hook, line, and sinker. Um, hook, line, and sinker. And, and they didn't even like read. Because like if you like just see these pictures of her burn, like that is enough. Ugh. And in this documentary, they even do that. They just ask people on the streets. They're like, do you remember this like hot coffee lawsuit? And everyone's like, yeah, she just she was driving the car and she tried to drink coffee. She spilled it and she tried to sue McDonald's. She's dumb and she's vindictive yeah. and she's trying to get an easy buck. And then they like show them pictures of the burn. And it, like, it's everyone's shocking. just like, oh, wow. OK, maybe if I had seen that, that would have changed my opinion of this whole thing. Right. But I mean, it was so graphic that I doubt they would have even shown right. it on TV. And I know. And it's and it's not a, it's a very compromising position for her. So I'm sure she wouldn't want those pictures. Um, right. And also it also just goes like she didn't want to be put in this position, but no, they not offered at all. Her 800 fucking dollars, <laughs> you know, like that's nothing like it's insulted. You might as well say no. Yeah. You know? And not even like a fucking two for one, like cheeseburger coupon, like. You but know what I mean? Just, Nothing. Yeah. It just, it's just, it does show some level of like nefariousness. Of if you get your like, vagina burnt off by hot liquid from McDonald's, you should be allowed to go into any McDonald's in the fucking world and order a breakfast whenever you want. <laughs> like no matter what fucking time it is, it could yeah. be six in the fucking evening and you should be able to get two fucking McGriddles and a hash brown with an orange <laughs> juice. Um, I'm dude. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd burn my own vagina off with hot coffee. Um, but the thing is though, is once this really started like being made fun of on late night shows, and on Seinfeld and stuff, the Liebeck's life became a living hell. They were a laughing stock of their community, totally embarrassed. This poor old woman, you know, she lived 79 fucking years. This terrible thing fucking happens to her. Now all of a sudden, everyone's giving her dirty looks in the supermarket and talking behind mm -hmm. her back and giving her kids shit and her whole yeah. family. And everyone's like looking at the whole family like they're like grifters or something when right. they're all like successful people. Like, yeah. you know. They didn't need this. It's, and it's again, all about who has who has the the ear, the people's ear, right? Right. Like McDonald's has all this research, and that's what's well. Funny. They advertise. They pay for so much advertising and so many for outlets. Advertising. And so you know what's crazy is that they would rather have paid than like I'm sure they were paying like millions in advertising against this tort reform and smearing her name, like instead of just paying her $20,000 to cover her surgery and like looking like the good guys. They've spent so much more money just to like do this damage control and like just look like they're the good guys instead of just doing like owning up to it. Right. And being sorry, you we fucked up fucking destroyed yeah. this woman's fucking crotch, dude. It, like it yeah. was in, it's insanity. But also just like again, like the change in their social lives is what I really feel bad about. You know what I mean? Yeah. This poor old woman like who's again mobile and independent. She had like to be a 79-year-old woman and to be completely independent is not the most common thing in the world and that was stripped away from her because of this terrible fucking like immobilizing fucking injury where now, you know, skin graft surgery and she lost all this weight. Now you have to gain the weight back, which is already hard enough when you're at that age. You know, it's like, it, it's so insane and it's so fucked up. But also, I like what you were saying about these, like, fake citizen groups against frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. It's like, because you know what the average working person in America hates? Seeing a corporation have to pay the average working person millions of dollars. We just hate that. Right. But, I just wish that corporations never had to pay anyone any money. But you know what? <laughs> I do think that I think it and this is part of the dump is like, I do think that their campaign worked so well that people like. I think people did feel that way because on one hand, yes, you know, I think nowadays the mentality is like 
fuck corporations. Like, if you can get money from them, get money from them. But I do think yeah. that that might have been more of like sort of a fringe idea. And I think the idea presented is like, this is America. This is the American dream. And you can like you're allowed to like work and like if you work hard and you can build your empire and like you deserve every penny that you've earned like because that's like that's America that, the and dream, so, and, baby. They, and there's people who like don't have they're lazy and they're just out to get a buck and they're going to sue you for nothing and they're trying yeah. to take your I mean that's kind of also you know because we have talked a lot about um you know like sexual assault and rape through various dumps and I feel like that was kind of like a 90s thing too was like Especially with like a successful yeah, man. Yeah, where it's like, well, what was what like, was she wearing? What was this? Or it's like, like with this, the McDonald's thing. Like, like, this woman yeah. is like, you know, going after a big famous actor and being like, oh, because she just wants his money. Right. So like, exactly. The, the mentality has definitely changed. And I think that that's kind of how they were like, if yeah. this shit, like if this happened to her now. Now? Oh, people, my God. There'd people be pickets. Would be, there would be like fucking protests like there would be Boycotts. all sorts of yeah it would be way more like this story would be burger king would be like come on over we'll give you a free coffee for life and it'd yeah, be like on yeah. twitter and stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah also i think that like there's even a more selfish reason like why people were kind of like banding against like people you know making these perceived frivolous lawsuits it's like well if all these people keep making bullshit lawsuits what happens if something happens to me no one will believe me and i won't be able to file a lawsuit right you know so we need to get these like fakers out because if i, I slip yeah. and fall in fucking vons i want to fucking sue and i might not be able to if these fucking yeah. assholes keep faking it i think it was seen as like kind of a like a side like part of like modern society in the 90s is like oh like what is it like I'll sue you, you sue me. Like yeah, you know, I remember that was the thing when you were kids. You remember like, that? I'll sue you. I'll sue you. Yeah, this is my property. <laughs> it's a free country. You're not the boss of me. All that mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, I'm gonna sue you. That's such a '90s thing, dude. We yeah, were and so then, and saying so the, that. And then that would be like just the way people are like, oh, like now you can't go to a concert without seeing a cell phone. It's it, it was kind of like what happened to just <laughs> what happened to just having a conversation. You know, talking it out. Now it's just sue me, sue you, sue yeah, this. Sue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, yeah, it totally. So as if the nationwide negative press wasn't enough, the judge of the trial decreased the punitive damages to about 480,000. Both Liebeck and McDonald's attempted to appeal the decision. Liebeck because she wanted the full amount due to the trauma of it all, and McDonald's because they saw a chance to get out of paying anything. The two eventually settled out of court for an undisclosed amount, which by this time Liebeck had to accept as her legal fees were piling up beyond her expectation. Yeah. Like she at the end of the day, she had to take whatever is going to be offered to her because she just wanted A, the whole family wanted this shit to be fucking over with. And B, they were, you know, they were running out of money, like fighting right. the biggest fucking fast food restaurant in the world. So McDonald's, they also changed their coffee temperature policy and lowered the average temp to 174 to 190 degrees. So pretty much like right in the pocket of where it was like. And I doubt like who's really keeping track of the like couple degrees. And you're still allowing it to get like as high as it was. You're just starting yeah. lower. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I don't really know. That seems yeah. super weird. I think that there's probably some food, drug administration, like restaurant legal laws of some shit like that, where it's like putting right. Put it, I just said legal laws. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just like it seems so weird to be like, okay, well, we'll 
We'll take it from 180 to 174. 74. But we're How's still going to let it get up to 190 because, I mean, yeah. we just we just can't help but make coffee so hot that it burns your pee-pee off. Um, like, but, we're, we're, they're pee-pee burners. <laughs> but, so here's the, but here's the thing is, like, not only, like, did, I mean, not only was it just the, the TV media, like, you know, getting made fun of on late night stuff. I mean, this was also having like very real, like legal ramifications because this campaign of tort reform, like really worked. And yeah. so then like uh, in this documentary, they've got George HW Bush and he's like running for governor. And like, that's like a, of Texas. And like, that's a big, like George item H. of his. George H.W. or just George Dubs? Oh, George Dubs, Dubs. Yeah. The, the fun one. <laughs> George Dub the painter the painter um, the paint yeah George but, W Bush the artist um, but that was like a big thing is because basically they tried to um do there was this thing I can't remember what it's called where it's like a cap on like how much yeah a cap on act. punitive damages yeah and and um and it's crazy they were saying how like the jury can award someone like a certain amount of money that they feel is fit which is kind of like part of the entire legal process is that yeah the jury that's what gets happened with Liebeck yeah. right. But then they would do this thing where then afterwards there would be this cap in place that the jury oftentimes wasn't even aware of what the caps were in their states. And then they would just be like, oh, well, sure, you can award them six million dollars, but the cap in this state is one million. So you're only going to get one million. But then it in the news, it'll say like six million dollars. Right. But then really the person is only getting like whatever the cap is yeah well and, and a good example of that is like when the trial was happening and when it was announced to the media that's like front page news like major fucking story right and then when when you find out that the punitive damages were lowered to like less than half i mean far less than half uh, about a quarter really of, of what of what she was awarded mm -hmm. um that becomes like fourth or fifth page news in a small article on the bottom like because people already right. got their they already got their soundbite they already got their headline like all they needed to know was that this woman made 2.7 million dollars right. off of mcdonald's because the coffee was too hot but when they finally start reporting well and then actually this happened this happened this happened by the way she still has no fucking skin on her legs like mm -hmm. that's like a tiny little right story and buried it's so much harder no and it's stuck in everyone's mind like this horrible person sued poor mcdonald's because yeah. she was too stupid to like know how to drink coffee and yeah. that's the thing that you hear about and then you have to it takes so much more effort to like hey remember that actually it's like you almost have to go person by person like they do in this documentary kind of yeah of like literally like hey you know how you had this thing look like, at this look at would you care to hear all the facts and then you have to kind of take the time do you even care enough or you know you've already made your mind up kind of about the thing yeah and, and yeah and and no one cares i mean now though it is really crazy because like you know i think of like big pharma like with like the oxycontin like lawsuit right. where like the company you know was ordered to pay like billions of dollars like like they were kind of trying to treat it like a hot coffee thing where they were like where the pharmaceutical companies were like well i mean we don't say to fucking like shoot this shit up or like 
we don't tell you to get addicted to this. That's fucking on you. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but you're fucking like you made the coffee so fucking hot it could burn the fucking skin off of an old woman. It's like you made these drugs so fucking addictive and so easily prescribable that you caused a fucking nationwide fucking epidemic. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's like, you know, it's kind of that whole thing. So another thing on top of um, being like having to lower their average keeping temp by just a couple degrees, they also had to redesign their coffee cups and their lids to have tons of bold print warnings on them, basically saying this shit's hot and to be a little more secure. Like, for instance, you know, on like the tops of uh, McDonald's coffee cups, there's like the drinking hole. But then there's another thing you pop up and that's what you're supposed to add your creamer and your sugar into. That mm. was that was introduced. So you didn't have to take the top off and burn off your vagina from your body um, when yeah. a fucking mouthful of coffee spills onto it. So that, that that's Getting what really came from it is not fun. It's not fun at all. No, um, it looks fucking terrible. But, and from coffee. Again, I feel like if you drink that, your esophagus is just going to melt and like, and that's it. And then yeah. you'll burn a hole and all your guts are coming out of the front of your stomach. You look like a cannibal corpse album. <laughs> right. But yeah, so, but so George Bush, he, for his, on his campaign to be Texas governor and president of the United States, that was like a big thing was like, he was very much like for tort reform and saying like, we can't let these frivolous lawsuits, you know, get in the way. And I mean, basically this is because also like these huge companies and these lobbyists are saying like, hey bud, help us out. If you if you can push these caps through, then like, we're gonna support you with all of our lobbying money. Yeah. So, you know, that and I think that those things did help him, I mean, among many other things, but helped him win yeah. the presidency because he had a lot of these big companies their interest in heart totally with these and how reforms. crooked is that like where these companies are like okay let's try and pass legislation saying that if uh, if we get sued or when we get sued we only will at the worst case scenario have to pay x amount like that is just planning to make a fucking mistake like it's like you, you know what i mean it's yeah. it's like putting I mean, it's like an airbag, but a sketchy airbag, because rather than an airbag being there, like just in case for safety, it's like imagine putting an airbag in a car because you knew the car was going to crash. Right. That Like not not in case, because right. you knew at some point this car is going to fucking crash and it's unsafe. So we need to put something in there. That's the same thing. It's like we know at some point our company is going to fuck some poor person over and we want to make sure that we don't have to pay them too much for our mistake. Right. And, and then they paid so much more just to make her look like a bad person. Right. But, this poor you know, little old lady. Yeah. Stella. Um, well, yeah. Stella, the hot co Stella Liebeck, the hot coffee lawsuit lady, as she became, you know, unfortunately known, she passed away in 2004. Rest in peace. So what does this all mean? I guess it means don't just listen to one news source. This poor old woman who literally burned her damn vagina and thighs off of her body was turned into a national laughingstock because I keep saying burn her vagina off, folks. That's a little bit of a stretch, okay? No, yeah, it, that didn't literally happen. It, did, it didn't say that, but look at these pictures <laughs> and tell me. Yeah. You look at these pictures and tell me that that's not what it appears to be, okay? Yeah. So this poor old woman who literally burned her thighs off of her body, we'll say, turned into a national laughingstock because the public did not bother to question the story or at least seek out more information about it. You would not eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life, so why get your news from only one source? The New York Times printed a recap of this whole story in 2013 where they admitted the media did not do its due diligence in covering this story because it was much easier to go the route of the frivolous lawsuit angle. Another example. 
You can get a cheeseburger from McDonald's, and you can get a cheeseburger from Burger King, but the two will not be the same, and it is worth trying both. So don't just take everything for fucking face value is what I'm saying, because oftentimes these big news stories, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Also, yes, coffee is hot, so please be sure, careful. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, they really successfully spun the story, and it is pretty big it's a big deal that the new york times would do a recap and say hey we we messed it up and there are you know there is this documentary i think that people you know i think i heard a podcast about it um or like i don't know like there are some there are people that kind of if you care to know the information like yeah this this has now become part of the story like the story hasn't just ended with no it's, her, it's almost like she is getting some kind of redemption i think amongst yeah. people but at the same time they got what they wanted in the 90s and they were able to pass these like tort reform bills right. and, you know and this poor woman died before her story before was the really yeah. cleared up you know yeah. Which, yeah. which is a shame because yeah it could have been totally you know a big old redemption story but instead it's just kind of this sad fucking corporate fist winged you know pressing down on the people like as, yeah. as per usual well that's the dump of the day uh, again blow on your coffee a little bit first you know use that little hole that mcdonald's was forced to put in because they burnt the vagina off of yeah. an old woman uh, <laughs> but <not literally. laughs> yeah but not literally but figuratively uh totally but burned and her very bad <laughs> burned her very badly way worse than you would suspect uh, also, one thing that really helps us out, can't stress it enough, is rating the show on Spotify or Apple, whatever you're listening to it. Drop a rating. If you have the time, maybe write a little review if you like the show. If you've listened to all, what, 60-something, some-odd episodes at this point, you know, let, let other folks know what you think about it. Share us on your social media. Tell your friends. Tell your family. All that good stuff. You can follow us on Instagram and tag us and all that at Culture Dumps. Send us an email at culturedumps at gmail.com. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Parks Miller. Keep on dumping. That's an awfully hot coffee pot.